Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. So from the book, Prosperity Through the Knowledge and Power of Mind, Annie Rich says this, Turn that rich desire nature of yours into realization that there is nothing for you to really pursue. All that you have sought, all that is worth having, you already have. You already are. Awake, arise, come to yourself and rest in the great truth of the ages that the one desire of our heart is and always has been God. And God we have, and God we are. Annie wrote this book in 1913, and Prosperity is the Focus for a Month. She totally was ahead of her time. Amazing, powerful words that have stayed through the, the I guess it's centuries now, isn't it? Over a century. 1913, can you imagine meeting her today? Reverend Christine last week did an amazing job setting the foundation of prosperity through spirituality. And that's the springboard from which we're going to take it today to talk about different areas of prosperity in our life. She asked last week that we list the qualities of God and recognize that we are these qualities too. And that we experience God through these qualities. God through us in physical form. She also asked us to record our wins, any wins that we have where we feel like we are prosperous in our life. And that way, if we record them, then we always have a reference to go back to if and when there's an opportunity that may we, we maybe feel a little bit disconnected. Maybe once in a while, not, you know, not often, just once in a while from God's spirit source. And we may not be feeling prosperous. So if you didn't get a chance to do the homework, I highly recommend that you will find how truly God works through you in your life. God works through each of us. This is the focus for the week. Inspiration at work in our lives and in each of us, whether we are on the job or retired. God continues to do God's work through us, even if we aren't aware of it. I love how Anne uses these words to lift us up. I can't, I, could you imagine if she was sitting right here? I'd probably be like, oh, yeah. Every human being is a dynamo of concentrated creative energy, ever seeking avenues of expression. And when the right avenues have been found, and there is nothing that prevents the free and full manifestation of that energy, then heavenly joy is realized and continues as the fruits of that work return and glorify their source. Now, some of Anne, because, I mean, think of when she was born, that the words might be a little um, not as easy to get through, and yet I can feel her energy. You know, we're all a dynamo of created, concentrated energy. And can you just feel that when you're sitting in your seat? So as long as we recognize that divine manifestation and source through us and remain present, present 
to the flow through us, which Rev. Christine talked about last week. Then we can remain open to the blessings and the prosperity, which is our birthright, and that we are right for the taking and enjoying of that. So do you feel, sitting right where you are today or at home if you're online, do you feel that you lead a prosperous life? Just think about that for a moment. Think about it. Now, I'm not just talking about finances. A lot of people think that when you're talking about prosperity, it's like, show me the money and you're prosperous, right? I'm talking about your spiritual life, your physical life, your emotional life, your financial life is a piece of it. In any or what if any of the areas do you maybe feel you desire more prosperity? By thinking about these things, we allow ourselves to open up to the divine answers that always come. It's like, I want to be prosperous, more prosperous in this area of my life. And then it's not like we're bulldozers and just go full speed ahead. Give a pause. I would like to be more prosperous in this life. God, show me the way to do that or, or bring me ideas. Have a book fall on the floor and open up to a page and I'll pick it up and read it. I don't know if anybody's ever had that happen, but it's really spooky and it's really cool all at the same time. <laughs> so in what areas do you desire more prosperity? Do you need to work for it? Do we need to labor for it? What's the difference? And there is a difference. And Annie talks about it in her book. She says this, work is divine. And everybody who is normal in mind and body, okay, well, <laughs> what's normal? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, her words are, are interesting. So just pretend for this moment that you're normal in mind and body. <laughs> Loves work, not labor. For there is a distinction between work and labor. The first is the creative activity of God. True work is subjected to our choice, never obligatory, nor limited to time or space. So it's our choice, true work. We choose it. It's done from the heart. If the worker obeys the inner voice and ever seeks its sanctions in all they do, here again, the wording, but the, her love is so here. But labor is work, mixed with false thoughts and feelings, and therefore its fruits are not happiness and freedom. So as you are prosperous in your life, you work, which brings joy and happiness and gratitude, if you labor, it's the opposite. It's trudging through, getting through the day or whatever that activity is, your work day. I, I am around so many people when I've talked to them and they say, I can't wait till it's Friday. As soon as five o'clock hits, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm out the door. That's labor. That's labor. And do we want labor in our lives? So for those of you who are retired, you're not off the hook. This work is not necessarily about our occupation, but about the activities that we create in our life. Or what we, Larry, Reverend Larry would say, calling in life. And he said this, I actually talked to him this week, and he said this about labor and work. He said, I think it's more important to think of our time as an investment. How are we investing our time? Are we making it a lab labor or are we aligning ourselves with spirit and making it life's calling or our divine purpose. When we think of time we spend as a gift to ourselves and the planet, then it's not labor anymore. 
So even if you're retired, what are the activities that you're choosing to create throughout your days? If these activities are bringing you joy, then it is true work and not labor. Labor is toiling. I grew up in California, and I decided to move to Oregon when I turned 21 because of a guy. What the heck, right? <laughs> I was going to school at that time at San Diego State, and um, I waited until the end of the term in December. It was win winter time in San Diego. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and I was talking to him on the phone. He was still up in Santa Rosa where I grew up, and he said, Barb, what do you think about moving to Oregon? Because he wanted to go into fisheries biology, and the best place actually is Scripps Institute in San Diego, but the cost is astronomical, and for him at the time, he didn't have that, and he said, number two place is Oregon State. So he said, how'd you like to move to Oregon with me? Well, I'm me, I jump in with both feet. I finished the term out and I finished my work. I was working at a, at a, a junior high teaching swimming uh, during the day and then going to school at night. And so we finished school. We came up in January to Corvallis, found an apartment, one of, of an eight plex. I put money down to reserve it, to save it. We zip back down to California and we get there and he said, I can't move. <laughs> what? He said, well, I didn't really save the money. I don't have the finances and blah, blah, blah. And so me, bye. Because I had made my decision. When I quit the school after that term and quit my job, I had already moved up to Oregon. I remember coming up to Oregon when I was seven years old. And I, I loved it. My, uh, my dad's father, my grandfather, died and actually buried at Riverview Cemetery. And we came up to to visit one of his aunts, my great aunt, who taught music in Portland. And I remember coming up here and it was during Easter time and it was gorgeous. So I had no problem leaving San Diego or anywhere actually and coming up and just knowing that I was starting a new phase. Obviously spirit had something in mind for me because it created the opportunity. And I just jumped in with both feet because I'm like, well, if spirit wants me up there. Now, at the time, I didn't use that language, eh? <laughs> but, but I know now that that's what it was. You know, hindsight is 2020. Would I do it again? Uh-huh. Yeah. So within five days of moving up here, I had a job. And this was be the beginning of making Oregon my home for most of my life now. So my activities, my moving my finding, my job, my work were all motivated by the desire in me to be the divine in a new space. Again, I didn't know those words at the time, but that was the feeling that I was feeling inside. So where have you been nudged in the past or the present to move or relocate? Now that doesn't necessarily mean moving out of the city or the state or whatever. It's just moving towards something else. Have you sensed or even thought about the fact that maybe it's your inner voice telling you this for some divine purpose? That you were needed somewhere else maybe? What new job have you taken on or would like to take on? What new activities would you like to take up? Each of us has been guided in our lives to be prosperous, whether we hear the call or not, it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Do you understand that? It's always there, that call. 
And that's why I say give ourselves a space, a moment where we can sit and listen. Because spirit always answers whatever we ask. We just have to listen. Where have you been called or where are you being called to prosper? When we align our activities with that that is spirit's calling, we are truly prosperous. I was very successful finding a job and creating an amazing life. So where have you been aligned with activities in your life, aligned with spirit? Look at your successes. Now, you're supposed to do that for homework last week, so some of us have a list. Look at those. That's where we're going to find the answer to that question. Where is it that we want to align in our lives? With what activities do we want to align? So think of some of those activities that you do throughout the day or the week or the month. Now, this can include your daily job as well. Do you feel joy when engaging in these things, in these activities, in this work? If so, then you're allowing divine to work through you and you are prosperous. Work does not need to be laborious. God is willing and able to bring prosperity to us, through us, through the divine calling that we each have inside. If you're not feeling joy when engaged in these activities or your job, then it's time to really contemplate your true purpose in life and take the plunge and try something new. Last Saturday, I walked in, and I told you about it a couple of weeks ago, I walked in the fundraiser uh, for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And I was really excited. I told you I was so excited to walk this 10-mile walk. I had been working up to it and doing at least 7 miles a day, and then there were some days I was doing 10 miles. And I could feel it in my body, in my mind. I was so prepared and so focused. If you were here a couple of weeks ago, you remember, I was so flippin' excited about it. The day before the walk, I found out it was a mile and a half. <laughs> Actually, 1.23. And I, I was like, ah, oh, oh, because I, I was so prepared and I felt strong and I was ready to go. And it was like, well, that's a whole different experience than I thought it was going to be. And uh, okay. But this is, this is what I found, though. There were hundreds and hundreds. How many people were there, Georgina? Over a thousand people. Georgina Eagleson actually spoke at it, and Georgina's a practitioner as well and did such a beautiful job, has also dealt with a, a child suiciding, and so was very available there emotionally for so many other people. And what I found was because the walk was 1.23 miles. My shift changed to be my purpose, which is to be there for other people. It wasn't to just get walking and haul buns for 10 miles and get it over with, get it done. It was actually to take time with the family whose service I had done, I had told you about, for one of their, a son of theirs who had suicided. And I wanted to be there with the family and have time with them. And this created the opportunity. Like I said, it was so different than I thought it was, was going to be. But I found that it allowed me the opportunity to really sit with them after having not been with them for a month, to see how they were 
what support they needed to connect them with other individuals. Another one of my friends was there whose son had suicided like 33 years ago, I think she had said. And I connected her with the mom, connected them, and then I connected her with Georgina to do some therapy, possibly, because what do you, what do, you do? If you've never been through that, you don't know what to do or where to go. I could help as much as possible. I could guide. I can bring back to the spirit to breathe. But that is a deep, deep, deep pain that I have an experience. So to be there in service in that way, I was in my true calling and felt very prosperous to be in that situation. Well, and as God would have it, God's hilarious, by the way. <laughs> Our group, everybody in mass moved. And you'd think that in mass, you would know the trail, right? The right way to go. Well, en masse, we miss the turnoff. <laughs> so we get down to the end of this block, and it's like barrier, we're stopped. And <laughs> so everyone just kind of turns around and starts coming back. And eventually, we did find a path around. One of the guys in our, our little group works where we were doing the walk at Daimler. In, on Swan Island. So he knew where to turn down and walk along the river, which was gorgeous, by the way. So we added another mile to our walk. <laughs> so I had a whole nother mile to be in presence and be present with people. My calling. I feel and know that I have been truly blessed. In her book, Annie says this, one of the essentials to prosperity is confidence in self and confidence in others, trust in the outcome of an undertaking and assurance that one is in the right, right place and bound to win. Without this deep interior faith, one cannot draw the confidence of others and so have the cooperation of others to assist in making things successful. Well, let me give you an example of this. Do you ever sign up to do something and then that thing, whatever it is, takes a life of its own? <laughs> well, my granddaughter just celebrated her third birthday and I, my um, daughter-in-law's parents, their third birthday present, they were gonna take the little one and the parents down to Disneyland. Well, because of weather, and she's a redhead, and anyway, they're changing it to January. And I thought, well, okay, knowing that they were going to be gone, I had planned all these activities to not be available because they were going to be gone, right? Well, as soon as I found out they were going to be there, it's like, okay, well, I want to do a birthday party for her. And I, I couldn't do it on certain days because of church or whatever, and so we ended up doing it on a day, and I said, well, I want it to be just family. It's just going to be small, maybe 15 people with our, I mean, that's small for a family, right? My ex-husband and his wife, her kids, and me and my son, and, you know, my daughter-in-law's parents. And then I had a chat with my daughter-in-law. Now, she has been dealing with uh, mental illness for um I'm trying to think of when she was diagnosed early on. And she would share this with all of you if, if she were here. She's not shy about that. And having a chat with her, I remembered her saying during the course of COVID, one of the things that was hard for her is that she never got to give Quinn, the little one, a birthday party because of COVID. We had a very small group 
that we would be around. We didn't go out. Um, none of us wanted to get COVID or share it with anybody. And so I knew that this birthday party was very, very important to her. She wanted it to be a big thing that Quinn would never forget. And I didn't have the heart to tell her Quinn won't remember it. At three years old, I thought back to when I was three. Nope, nothing. But it was for her. She needed to feel like she was doing everything that she could. So I was talking to my son about it. He goes, oh, Mom, Nicole doesn't care at all. It's no big deal. And I went, do you know your wife? <laughs> Did you guys have a conversation? He said, oh, yeah, I talked to her, and she's fine with whatever. And I said, no, no. She needs this to be perfect and exactly what she wants. Well, the party theme changed. Originally, it was going to be some kind of a fair type experience where they would have a booth, they would get their face painted, another booth they would color, and it changed to Buzz Lightyear. Because my granddaughter apparently now, although she says Mickey Minnie all the time, why didn't we do Minnie Mouse? She loves Buzz Lightyear movie, the new movie. And it's animated and has a cat in it called Socks. So this whole thing just shifted and changed and moved. And I started freaking out because I, party planning is labor. <laughs> for me I get joy out of when it's done but the planning part freaks me out and especially because I knew how much it was going to mean to mom so I called on a friend in my freaked out mode Jackie what the heck do I do and she is like ultimate party planner amazing planner she immediately got on to Etsy which freaks me out, and finds all this thing on Buzz Lightyear. And she said, oh, Barb, I can do this, I can do this, I can do that. And I'm like, all in. She said, what's your budget? And I said, I don't have a budget because I don't care. I just want it to get done. I want it to be what the kids want, perfect, you know, what Quinn wants. Again, what does a three-year-old know? They run around all the time anyway. And this was Jackie's thing. She, it was work for her, and she was so excited to find all these things. I mean, I had done some of the, the groundwork. I had found a woman who does face painting, and that, that uh, yeah, she was great. The getting to her was very interesting, but it went so, so well. It was a true success, and if you plan a party anytime soon and want help, don't ask me. <laughs> I have to I, I do I have to admit it was labor for me at points in time. When it was over, I was so excited, got everything cleaned up and it was supposed to be from two to five. I was done cleaning up and everything by five o'clock. I mean, we were out the door. People started leaving early because we ended up doing it on a Sunday, which means enough that people had to get home, get ready for school. The ages so this little party for 15, I forgot to tell you this, turned out to be 31 adults and 13 children ages 1 to 11. <laughs> so like I said, it blew up a little bit, and it was a true success. And Nicole, my daughter-in-law, it was exactly what she wanted. And she's been getting calls from the people who attended. And I'm just like, oh, thank you, God, that I knew somebody who I could call who's Love of work, of party planning, is off the charts. And I knew that my that wasn't mine to do. So you see the difference between work 
and labor. For me, I can look back. I'll remember this, her birthday now forever because I'm older and I'll remember these things. Well, we have pictures too. That helps. <laughs> Even though she won't remember, I know that it turned out to be a success and I felt very prospered by the energy of everybody with the laughing and the love and the true connection. So for me, sharing myself, being there, was mine to do. That is mine to do. So what about you? Have you taken the time to recognize what your divine calling is? Do you recognize where you're making a difference and a positive impact in the world? Because truly you are. You really are. You may not believe it. You may not know it. But by running into any individual person, you share your energy. So how is your energy? You're making a difference in the world. You're being a divine being. That divine being working through, through you to create a life that's filled with wonderful activities, with work, with prosperity that not only benefit you in prosperous ways, but benefit all those around you. So let's call our good, our prosperity, unto ourselves then. Annie states it this way. The rule of the word is to speak ever in the present tense. The truth as it is in God using positive affirmations with the good only. It is to look to the word as the God-appointed means of bringing into the visible our good. So basically, positive thoughts, God right here and right now, moving through in through and as of. There's a direct line between you and the work that you desire to do. So think about what that perfect work is for you, that perfect activity, whether you're doing it or not. So think about that right now. What is your perfect work? What is the perfect activity that you'd like to do that brings the joy up in you where you feel prosperous? And repeat after me. I am now in my right place. I am now doing the work I love to do. And again, I am now in my right place. I am now doing the work I love to do. I am now in my right place. I am now doing the work I love to do. Now take a deep breath in. You are in your right place. Each one of us is in our right place. And we are doing the work that we love to do. How do I know that? Because we're prosperous. We live in a prosperous world. Each one of us does. As we continue to know the truth of these words then, our lives will become rich and prosperous in ways that we can't even imagine. Remember, it's our birthright to be prosperous and that it's the desire of that infinite moving in through and as us to be prosperous, to create prosperity. It's in listening to that still, small voice within that we grow and expand our energy, that we grow and expand our prosperity. All that goes out comes back to us multiplied infinitely. So I ask you again, how are you investing your time? What are you doing that brings joy to your life? 
Are there areas whereby you may need to say goodbye? Or are these activities one that you can reimagine into working with the divine? Are there activities that you want to do but you haven't had time because you're busy doing other less prosperous activities? I mean, think about that. I hear some people say, and I say it too, um, I, I admit it, oh, I don't have the time. Well, what am I using that time for? Am I using it to do things that bring me joy, that are prosperous, or not? And if not, maybe it's time to change those things. So you know how Reverend Larry is. Homework. Take time this week to really sit with the idea that you are worthy of a prosperous life. And then list the activities you spend your time on, noting which ones feel like work and which ones are labor. Where are you adding to the universal good? Okay, so you're going to make a list. Activities that you spend time with. What's bringing me joy and what isn't? And maybe allow the what is, isn't to just go off and focus on the what is. Annie Millitz closes the chapters by saying this. Actually, I want you to take a deep breath in right now. And allow your hands to be open, because I really want you to take this in. When I read it, I got God bumps all over. Through all the success that comes to us in our worldly business, let us never forget that we came to this earth on one special errand alone. And in as much as we accomplish that charge, are we really successful? Truly, there is but one business in all God's world. That is, to prove our own divinity and the godhood of the whole race in proving that God is all there really is. God is all there really is. God is all there truly is. Take that in. Let's go into prayer. Allow yourself to close your eyes or put your eyes down. Oh my gosh, God, thank you for Annie Millitz and her work that has continued to increase in vibration since she wrote it in 1913. Thank you for bringing her into this space today through your wisdom, allowing each one of us to be touched, knowing truly in fact that our work is prosperous. And as we take a moment to just be still, that we hear your guidance, that we know the truth, that we are here to do your bidding and your calling. The end result, prosperity. The end result, joy. The end result, happiness. Not only for us individually, but it spreads out to all because that is what prosperity is. Us as human, divine spirit. God is all there really is. That's our business. That's our work. To do what is God's. To recognize again that God is all there really is. So for this and so much more, I give great thanks as we affirm together, and so it is. Mm. Thank you all.
We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.